Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Transfer Update Show. Lots to discuss, but this time we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of the players that we currently have on our books rather than those that we are going after. There's going to be some Ozil talk, some Lacazette talk. We're going to be discussing Rob Holding. We're going to be talking about some of the players that Arsenal are also being linked with bringing in the door. All of that and plenty more on today's show. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. And as I said, right at the top of the programme, we've got lots and lots to discuss once again. It's never ending, this transfer speculation that seems to follow Arsenal everywhere they go. Um, of course, we've been linked with players that, that we could be bringing in. There's talks of players leaving. And we're going to be discussing all of that on today's live podcast. Big hello to everybody who's in the live chat. If you haven't already, uh, drop us a like, uh, subscribe to the channel as well if you're new. And before we get into the ins and outs of today's show, I want to say a massive thank you to those of you who have helped us hit that milestone of seven and a half thousand subscribers on YouTube. Big thank you to those of you who also listen to us via the audio platforms as well. Your support is very, very much appreciated. Right, let's get down to business. Let's start by talking about Mesa Ozil. And I know when it comes to Ozil, it's a bit of a subject that people have probably become a little bit fed up of. He's a very polarising figure in the sense of you're either with him or you're against him. There's no in between. There seem to be Ozil fanboys and Ozil haters. And there's nothing um, sort of in the middle of that at the moment. It very much is a, a hot or cold sort of situation. Um, look, Mesa Ozil didn't feature in Mikel Arteta's plans at the back end of last season. That was clear. Um, that was evident by the fact that he didn't play. Um, you know, it was obvious. And, and when we saw uh, Mesa Ozil give a recent interview uh, about the fact that, you know, he's he's unhappy with various aspects uh, and, and various issues that have gone on between him and the club in recent times. And we did a full episode on that where we looked into it in great detail. We dissected Mesa Ozil's comments and we tried to make... Uh, sense of it all. The thing is that, and I've always maintained this, look, if we're not going to play with a number 10 and Mesa Ozil is going to be left out of the starting 11 for that reason, I've got no issue with that. And I probably feel like I'm going over old ground a little bit here, but if he doesn't fit in what Mikel Arteta is planning to do, then fine, you can leave him out. I've got no issue with that. What I have got a bit of an issue with is when you're paying someone 350 grand a week and as much as he's not been at his brilliant best in, in recent years, I still rate him higher than some of the sort of squad players that we see uh, taken to the substitutes bench week in, week out under Mikel Arteta. When you're chasing a game, if you need a goal, I'd rather turn to Mesut Ozil than, I'd, than you know half of these youngsters that are on the substitutes bench. And it's not because... I don't rate them or I don't want them to succeed or I don't like them. It's purely because we're talking about someone highly experienced, someone who does have an impact on the way we move the ball, is capable of unlocking a defence. And I think that some of our best performances under Mikel Arteta, and I'm not talking about the defensive performances that we've seen in recent 
uh, sort of months in the FA Cup semi-final and the final. Some of the most impressive attacking displays we've seen under Mikel Arteta have definitely included Mesut Ozil in the side. When Arteta took over, Ozil was being selected every single week. So the way it's gone from him constantly being part of the team to now sort of always being overlooked, it just feels like this is very much the result of of some other problems that have been going on between Ozil and the club. We know that he was upset with the way the club handled um, his criticism of China, um, which I think he's got every right to feel aggrieved at that. I think that if Arsenal didn't want to get involved, they simply didn't need to comment. To come out and condemn what he said and and very publicly distance themselves from it, I thought was wrong. And I thought it was wrong when you consider the issue that we're talking about here. We're talking about people being slaughtered, people being murdered because of their religion, which is bang out of order. And sponsorship deals or not, you know, Arsenal shouldn't have condemned what Mesut Ozil said there. I, I really do genuinely believe that. Um, Marble Halls TV in the comments says, Ozil is here, so let's use him. That's very much my view as well. Um, you know, is he ideal? No. Is he going to be here for in the future? No. Uh, it's very unlikely. Is he someone that we should be looking to build the team around? Absolutely not. Do I want him to go at the end of next uh, of this season? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I do think he should go, and I do want him to go because I just want this whole Mesut Özil is he good or is he bad sort of debate to just go away. I think it's something that distracts us very, very often. And I want to see the back of that debate for good. So, yeah, I do want him to go at the end of the season. But whilst he's here, whilst we're paying him, and it's very, very clear that he isn't going to go anywhere before um, before his contract expires, then let's just get on with it. Let's use Mesut Ozil. Let's get the maximum we can out of him, um, you know, and, and try and enhance the team as best as possible. That's my take on that. And I'd love to hear from you guys as well in the live comments, what your thoughts are on the Mesut Ozil uh, saga. You know, obviously he he featured in the friendly um, at the weekend, which has prompted lots and lots of talk about him potentially coming back into the side. Well, the fact that he played in that game to me suggests that the door is not completely closed on Mesut Ozil. I think you've also got to take into consideration that there were players on international duty, um, even not just at senior level, but under 23s, etc., which obviously limited Mikel Arteta's options. But the fact that he featured for me means the door hasn't been completely closed on Mesut Ozil. So um, if that's the case and he shows that he uh, he can perform and he shows that he can add something to the team and give something to Mikel Arteta's side and, and contribute to our progress, then you use him, in my opinion. Um, that's my take on it. I know some people will agree. I know some people will disagree. Um, let's go through some of your live comments now. Plenty coming through at the moment. Uh, let's see what you guys have got to say. Um, Melvin asks, do you think that Ozil is going or will he make it in the team? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm adamant that he's not going. I don't think Mesut Ozil's going anywhere before the end of the season. Do I think he can make it in the team? Maybe not in the starting eleven. Um, and I base that purely on the fact that the system we're currently playing with doesn't really accommodate a number 10. But do I think he's good enough to call upon from the bench at times? Yes, I do. Um, I, I think he should be in the squad. I genuinely do. And I think that Mikel Arteta probably thinks he should be in the squad as well. I really do believe that other issues 
um, and sort of stuff. You know, we talk about the pay cuts, which was obviously a problem. Um, you know, the, the the sort of public disagreement between Ozil and the club. I think those are the factors that have contributed to Mesut Ozil being left out rather than his footballing ability. So, yeah, I think as long as the door isn't completely shut, then he's got a chance. Um, Book says the challenge for Ozil is the style of play. If I was a striker, I would love to play in front of him because of his vision and his passes. Agreed. But the problem is in this current Arsenal side is that we've taken a decision to be a little bit more defensive. We've taken a decision to play with a back three and two deep lying midfield players. That is very much in my view because Mikel Arteta doesn't trust in the players he has at his disposal uh, to you know, to make sure that we're defensively sound enough with that extra luxury player in the side. And he's made that decision and it's a decision that's been vindicated by some of the results that he's picked up. It's been proven by the fact that he went on to win the FA Cup. So lots of positives in what Mikel Arteta is doing. And I, again, I don't think Ozil was a bad player. I just think that he's just not fitting in with what we want to do. Again, I'll caveat it, though, with the point that that doesn't mean he's not good enough to at least be a substitute. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, let's uh, keep going through your comments. Uh, Tho says, like the stream, guys. Let's show Harry some appreciation for his hard work. Thank you very much, mate. And if you haven't, guys, please do hit that like button. There's over 100 of you watching us live at the minute across the multiple platforms. So if you haven't, Please, please do so. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe as well. Uh, Barry says, no, no, he's had his chances. And I'm sorry, it's time to give someone else the chances that he's had. Um, what else have we got here? Um, we're going to come on to talk about Lacazette in a minute because I can see a lot of your comments are um, Lacazette related, obviously going by the title. So we'll come back to those in a minute. Um but yeah, the general consensus is uh, that they want Ozil to go. And I, and I understand that and I agree with that to a degree. But I just think right now, whilst we're paying the guy, whilst he's on our payroll um, and a member of this squad, let's use him. Let's use him as much as we can um, and try and get a maximum out of him and subsequently get a maximum out of the rest of the team. Uh, moving on, let's talk a little bit about Alexander Lacazette. Now, there have been uh, talks that, uh, or rumours that Lacazette is um, seeking a, a chat with Mikel Arteta about his future. Clearly, um, he's not completely happy with the role that he's got at the moment. We know that since um, Eddie Nketiah came back onto the scene, Mesut Ozil, uh, sorry, Mesut Ozil, Alexander Lacazette hasn't always been a guaranteed starter. Um, obviously, Mikel Arteta's decision was made easier by the fact that Nketiah picked up a suspension at the back end of the season, and that certainly played a part. But, I mean, they give you different things, in my opinion. Lacazette is very much someone for me who can play as that traditional number nine, uh, can play with his back to goal, will drop deep and play like a false number nine at times as well, creating spaces in behind for others, for the likes of Aubameyang, for the likes of Pepe. Uh, you hope that one day we'll have a progressive enough midfielder to make those runs beyond as well. And that player will will benefit from what Lacazette does. But Eddie Nketiah seems to give you a lot more in terms of the front press. And it completely depends for me on what type of game Arsenal are looking to play. You're looking to play on the counter-attack and put people under pressure. I think that, that Nketiah is probably the better option at the moment. But Lacazette is far more experienced. Um, 
Lacazette is, um, you know, he's a more accomplished goal scorer at the top level. I think he's better in the box in terms of being able to turn in tight spaces and get shots off on goal. I think that his relationship with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is massive. I think sometimes you hold on to players because they bring the best out of others. And I certainly think that Lacazette does bring the best out of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. There's clearly a good chemistry between those two. And so, look, he obviously wants to have talks. This is a report. I think it came from the Daily Star Uh, A couple of other outlets were reporting it as well. But there's been a lot of discussion about this. And there's been a lot of discussion actually over the course of the summer as to whether Lacazette should be sold or not. For me, it totally depends on what kind of offer is on the table. Do I think he's irreplaceable? No. But I also think that if you sell Lacazette, you can't go into this Premier League campaign relying on Eddie Nketiah to play through the middle. Some will argue that Aubameyang could move back into that position. But I would say that... Mikel Arteta probably feels that he gets more out of Aubameyang from that slightly left position, which the statistics back up. Therefore, why would he change it? You know, if, if someone's going to come in with a 50, 60 million pound bid for Alexander Lacazette, then I think you consider selling him. But if we're talking uh, about sort of undervalued prices and, and money that isn't really going to make the world a difference, money that isn't going to allow us to go out and replace him directly, then then don't bother. It would feel like we're kind of taking two steps back when we're actually trying to improve in other areas. To then lose some of our striking cover would just feel like, you know, a bit of a backward step. (coughs) Apologies. I don't know why I got the sneezes all of a sudden. Um, Right. So let me know your thoughts on uh, Alexander Lacazette as well in the live chat. Uh, We're also going to touch on a couple of other subjects as well. But this gives me the perfect opportunity to just remind you guys of how you can become a patron of the podcast. I know a lot of you have signed up in the last few days, for which I'm really, really grateful. So thank you so much. And there's going to be plenty coming your way in the next few weeks, particularly now with the Premier League season about to kick off. Uh, Just a quick reminder of how you do it. If you head over uh, to uh, patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna, you can become a patron uh, for just £3 a month. You'll receive access to exclusive content. You'll get priority on the fan shows. Priority when putting questions to our expert guests, such as Adrian Clark, for example. And you'll also get a free gift after three months of membership. So, yeah, um, do check it out. Um, it is uh, something that we're very proud of. Delighted to have so many of you on board with it as well. Uh, but as I said, patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. And uh, those are the benefits that you get. You'll be able to see those on your screen. I'll just repeat that uh, once more. Exclusive content, priority on the fans show, priority when submitting questions for our experts and a gift after three months of membership. So if you haven't already, head over, sign up. It is very, very much appreciated. And we hope, uh, we're sure actually that you won't be disappointed by the quality of the content you're going to be receiving over the coming season. Uh, Right, let's get back to some of your live comments. Uh, Lots of you um, back in uh, Alexander Lacazette. Zana says, keep Laka. He's a very top player. Um, What else have we got here? Uh, Dahiru says, Laka is a jewel. We shouldn't lose him. Um, Russ Morgan asks a very interesting question. He says, would you sell Lacazette to, uh, to sign either Awa or Partey? 
this is a tough one. Um, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like with Lacazette, we, the other thing we've got to consider is he's got a couple of years left on his contract, I think, which puts us in a position where we get into that territory of do we sell him, do we tie him down? And a decision has to be made. You're kind of at this crossroads point where you've got to come up with what you're going to do for the future. Is he someone that you see leading the line for Arsenal in years to come? Or is he someone that you should start making plans to move on? If you think he's someone you should make plans to move on and you're going to do it next year uh, because the year after it'll be in the final uh, year of his contract, then why not? I feel like Awa or Partey would significantly improve us in an area of the pitch that I believe is so, so important. Whilst I've spoken about the positives that Lacazette brings to the team, I don't by any means think that he's irreplaceable. And so if the only way we make our midfield as effective and as strong as it needs to be ahead of what's going to be a very, very important season, if the only way to do that is to move Lacazette on, then yeah, I probably would do it. I've got to be honest. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Glenn Cook says, I want to see Laka with a better midfield behind him. Uh, Omar says, I expect at least 20 league goals from Laka next season. He has to deliver. Uh, Stan the Man says, we sold Giroud because he couldn't take us to the next level. Yet Lacazette has never put up Giroud's numbers in a season. Not good enough. Interesting point. Uh, really interesting point. So there is obviously fans that, that really would love to see us keep... Um, Alexander Lacazette, but equally, he's another player that seemingly divides opinion, doesn't he? Because we are torn on this. Like I said, if the money is right, I would consider doing that deal. Uh, but the money has to be right and we have to bring in a replacement. I wouldn't like to go into the season heavily relying on Eddie and Ketia and unsettling Aubameyang from a position which in recent months he's really flourished in. So, yeah, um, that's kind of my take on that let's talk a little bit about Rob Holding who uh, it seemed last weekend was uh, about to join Newcastle United on loan however there has been no movement on that just yet uh, there are some reports that say that Arsenal was stalling on the decision and there are others that are saying that Newcastle are now considering looking around elsewhere I don't know what the truth is I've got to be honest I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be in the know um, on that but for me I think it's abundantly clear that, that Rob Holding isn't good enough, isn't ready. Uh, no, ready's probably the wrong term. I think he is ready in terms of experience. But in terms of is he at the level that I want to see an Arsenal centre-half be at, someone that we'll be looking at to, to keep in the side for years to come? No, he's not. And I think the fact that we went out and brought uh, Gabriel in and that Saliba is now in the picture and that David Lewis got tied down on a new deal and that Pablo Marie signed on a permanent is proof in the pudding that actually in the Arsenal hierarchy's eyes as well, Rob Holding isn't quite at the level required. Now, is that a little bit unfair given the sort of injury problems he's had during his Arsenal career? I don't know. But for me, I think he's OK. I think he can backfill positions when we're short of players, when we've got injuries but nothing more than that. And so if, if Rob Holding's going to move on, that's fine. I feel like Newcastle would have been a, probably a good move for him. Um, Premier League la level still. Um, they're making some moves in the transfer market. They've brought a couple of interesting players in uh, in this window so far. Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser. Um, you know, so that's that's really positive from their 
point of view. But I just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what Arsenal would be thinking about here. It's clear that we've got too many central defenders. Um, you know, we've already bought one in this summer. We've got another one coming in who or who has come in, who, that, who we paid for last year in William Saliba. So taking all of that into consideration, I, I think that we do need to move centre-halves at least two. Looks as though Socrates is on his way to Napoli, although that deal still hasn't been confirmed. Um, understand that the player is sort of umming and ahhing about, um, about making that move, which would obviously be a bit of a stumbling block. So, yeah, we've, we've got to see um, what happens with the centre-back department. But it's clear that Arsenal are looking to move people out. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And I think they would be silly not to let Rob Holding go out on loan. You know, if he goes out on loan and he performs, great, it's a positive. We've got another centre-back that can come in next season and potentially make a difference. But for me, I have very little hope that Rob Holding is at the level that we need and that Rob Holding has got much of an Arsenal future. Um, so I would I would get that deal done. I'd move him out and I'd begin uh, preparations for life without him. Could it be that Arsenal are stalling on this because of the fitness of some of the others? Could it be that because of the COVID thing and because of the international break that we're currently going through, that some of the players are are not um, are not ready for the start of the season? And maybe Mikel Arteta feels like he should hold on to. Um, he should hold on to, to Rob Holding for a little bit longer. Still a month, of course, to go in the transfer window. So he could still let him go at a later stage. I don't know. All interesting stuff. Um, all interesting stuff. Let's uh, have a look at some of your comments uh, again uh, from the live chat. Um, let's see. Uh, love this screen name, Dr. Ross Geller. <laughs> he says, uh, Rob Holding is a great squad player. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Zana says, I will sell holding. He's not good enough. Uh, a couple of you asking when the transfer window closes. The transfer window closes, I think it's the 4th or 5th of October um, in which uh, the transfer window closes, which means we wouldn't be able to do any deals after that. But as I said, it kind of backs up my point, doesn't it? It's still about a month to go. So don't stress about the fact that the Premier League season is just around the corner. There is plenty of time for Arsenal still to get deals done. Both incomings and outgoings are on the cards. And I'm sure we'll get some of those done uh, between now and then. Right. Uh, quick prompt for you guys to get your questions in the live chat as we enter the last uh, sort of seven to ten minutes of the stream. Uh, get your questions in. Smash the like button if you haven't already. I'm just going to check how many likes we've got at the moment. Uh, let's have a look. They're over. 300 of you watching us currently across the multiple platforms, but we've only got 45 likes. Guys, come on. Uh, let's try and get it up to 100 at minimum. Uh, let's get up there. Let's get as many of you on board as you can. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe as well. Right. Let's come back to some of your comments. Um, see what you guys are saying. Bear with me while I just uh, scroll through. Um, the Spiz says, Hi, Harry, hope you're well. In my opinion, if we can get 30 million plus for Laka, we should consider letting him go. We have Ober at number nine and we have Nketiah, Martinelli and Pepe, who can also play that role. We need money to invest in the midfield. And as much as I like and rate Laka, it could be a good time for us. I very much think that, that Alexander Lacazette 
is one of the few sellable assets that you have in this Arsenal side that you could still command a very sizable transfer fee for. And so if the right offer was to come in across the table, then you, you've got to consider it at the very least. I would like to see us get a little bit more than 30 um, if a deal was to be done. Uh, but I totally understand where you're coming from in terms of wanting to sort of uh, uh, consider that. Uh, Harry Haram backs up my point about Rob Holding. He says, all our centre-backs are injured at the moment. Mustafi, Mari, and it looks like Socrates is going, as I said earlier on. So it could well be a case that Mikel Arteta is holding on to Rob Holding until he has suitable cover. Um, and, and we could see him allowed to leave later on in the transfer window. And it would be nice in a way, wouldn't it, to see Arsenal being a bit selfish in that sense? Because in the past... We've left ourselves short going into seasons. We've left ourselves short going into key points during a, a campaign. And we've seen that bite us in the arse. So if Mikel Arteta is doing that and he is prioritising sort of as every manager should, his own side and making sure that he's not left short, then that's obviously a positive. Uh, Vladimir says, for all who say holding is great, Bellerin, Ainsley Metanal, Xhaka, yep, they all great positions on the table say that too. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. They are all great positions on the table. Say that too. Let me know what you mean. Just clarify that, my friend. But he goes on to say the last four shit years and the worst season. The last sh four years was shit and the worst season in 25 years, I guess, is what you're trying to say there, uh, my friend. Uh, lots and lots of questions about uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. That's something we're going to just touch on. Uh, briefly, there is a lot of you wondering why Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang hasn't signed yet. And Elias asks, do you think it's concerning? I I've got to stick to what I've been saying throughout um, the transfer window, which is very much that I believe a deal is done. I do think um, that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has, at least in principle, agreed a new contract with Arsenal. And I think that you're going to see that um, come to fruition in terms of an announcement over the next few weeks. I really, really do believe that is done. So do not worry uh, too much about that for the time being anyway. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Jay Bowling asks, Harry, what do you think of Giorgino Ruta from Rennes being linked? He is a young forward. i got to be honest with you, mate. I don't know anything about the player. Um, I... I Honestly, I'd, I'd be lying if I did. I don't even know who he is, uh, to be honest with you, which is probably a bit embarrassing um, on my part. But I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I really don't know who he is. Um, or at least I at least don't know enough about him to sit here and give you an opinion. But thank you very much um, for the question. Really, really um, appreciate that. Uh, bench warmers say, why am I reading updates on Thomas as if he's almost signed Obviously referring to Thomas Partey. Well, uh, the, the, the situation is the same. Atletico Madrid want Arsenal to trigger his release clause, which is 50 million euros. At this moment in time, Arsenal are not, I don't know if they're not willing or if they're not able to do that. Perhaps that will change if we manage to offload a couple of players. Perhaps that will provide the budget for us to bridge that gap between what we can pay and what Atletico want. But at this moment in time, there is no movement on Thomas Partey whatsoever. So anyone who tells you that there is, uh, I don't know where they're getting that information from, but I really um, am sure that there is no movement on that at the minute. 
let's just take one more question before we wrap up today's stream. A little bit of a shorter one today, um, but uh, thank you all for tuning in nonetheless. Uh, GK says, I think we should focus on Awar. So very clear that he's the player you'd love to see Arsenal bring in. Um, a lot of you would prefer to see him come in over Thomas Partey. I still slightly lean towards Thomas Partey just because of the physical attributes that he would add to the team that I very much feel Arsenal are missing. Right, let's check in on the likes one more time before we lock off of today's uh, transfer update stream. Over 300 of you tuned in at the moment. So big hello to every single one of you and to those who join us uh, later on uh, on the playback or via the audio platforms as well. Guys, just 67 likes. Let's get it up to 100 uh, between now and the time I wrap it up. Um, be very, very much appreciated. Uh, get your uh, comments in if you're watching this later on as well. I do read all of them. I do respond to some of them and I do uh, check them all out on a regular basis. So please, please do uh, get involved there. If you're listening via the audio please uh, leave us a review as well. That is really, really important. And just a quick reminder for those of you wondering what you get as a patron on the Chronicles of Aguna. Here it is for £3 a month. You get access to exclusive content, priority on the fan show, priority when submitting questions for our experts and a gift after three months of membership. So lots uh, for your money there. So if you do fancy supporting the show, Head over to that link, sign up and you'll get a direct message from me with more information uh, about how you can go on and retrieve uh, all those wonderful benefits. Uh, right. Big thank you to every single one of you who's joined us. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful evening and we'll be back uh, tomorrow with another transfer update show. We'll be bringing you some more content tomorrow as well. Uh, we'll be doing the with the North Bank uh, podcast as well in association with 90 Minute. Uh, so we'll be streaming that live here. We'll also be bringing you some Premier League predictions with the social club team as well. So lots to come tomorrow. I think three streams in total throughout the course of the day and evening. So if you haven't got your notifications turned on, make sure you do so so you don't miss a show. Right, until next time, take care of yourselves and stay safe as always. Cheers. 